Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with February 16, 1919, Part 4, pages 190 through 192. February 16, 1919, Part 4. On Thursday, some of the members of the Executive Committee of the Workers' Association came to see me, asking what they should do, leave Vilnius or stay. I calmed them down and told them to stay in the city, but not to sleep in their own rooms for a while, to avoid being arrested, at least until the situation was clear. Father Petrovsky, Father Markovman's assistant, was also there. I advised them to hold a meeting of the Executive Committee and to decide upon a course of action. I kept reassuring all the people who came to me, telling them not to be afraid, not to go anywhere, and that nothing terrible was likely to happen. I had a certain amount of confidence in what Kapsukas had told Father Tumas. The executive committee had a meeting at Father Ellert's place. It turned out that the funds of the Workers' Association had not been lost. At the meeting, it was decided to send a new delegation to the Bolshevik authorities to demand the release of those arrested. Thursday morning, these representatives stopped in to see me before going to speak to the Bolsheviks. There were several people, both men and women. I reassured them and told them that on Sunday I would speak to the people myself. Also, I would give them another priest. They asked for Father Petrovsky. I encouraged them to continue their efforts and not lose heart. I would help them as much as I could. I felt very sorry for these poor people who were being persecuted and harassed. Having finished the day's work, in the evening I sat down to compose the letter to the Catholics of Vilnius. I wanted it to be read in all the churches of the city on Sunday. It was difficult to write. I had to say that the Catholic workers were being harassed and that they had the right to demand what was rightfully theirs. At the same time, I had to be careful that the Bolshevik government not find fault with anything or make it out to be counter-revolutionary. On the, other, on the one hand, I had to reassure and calm the people so there would be no riots or bloodshed. And on the other hand, I had to make an effort not to depress the people or to make them lose hope. I could not make it seem as if I were simply telling them to give in and suffer, allowing everyone to ride roughshod over them. Somehow, with the help of God, I managed to compose the letter. Then I looked it over and decided that it was still sounded that it still sounded depressing, and so I changed a few things. On Friday morning, I invited Father Vilokaitis over to read him the letter. Then I called together Father Lubyanietz, Bacejevich, Kretovich, and Stenkevich, and read it to them. They thought that some things should be omitted. I deferred to their opinion, crossed out some things, and turned it over to the printer. Even though the Bolsheviks had taken over the printing presses and requisitioned the paper, we succeeded in finding some people who took the responsibility for getting the letter printed. On Friday evening, I translated the letter into Lithuanian, since I had written the original in Polish. When we were discussing the letter, Father Maciejewicz had taken a very radical stance. 
He wanted me to perform a solemn reconsecration of St. Casimir's Church so people would realize that it had been desecrated. He wanted the procession to be a kind of demonstration. I replied that, in my opinion, no reconsecration was necessary because there had been no loss of life, and that it was not a good idea to have a demonstration since the Bolsheviks had just passed a decree forbidding public meetings of more than five people. A demonstration would end in riots and bloodshed. The other priests agreed with me. In general, I have noticed that here in Vilnius, some priests immediately want to use the various incidents as an excuse for staging national and political demonstrations. A bishop must be very careful in this respect. There are those who want to increase tensions and arouse the people's emotions until they reach the breaking point. On Saturday, February 15th, they printed my letter separately in Polish and in Lithuanian. I did not have it published in Belarusian, since that language is not used in any of the churches in Vilnius. The Lithuanian version of the letter was badly done. Father Januszewicz, my second secretary, read the proofs, but not being familiar with the language, he did a poor job. Unfortunately, they had not sent me a copy before printing. Some of the members of the Workers' Association came to George asking if they should flee Vilnius before they were arrested as well. George tried to calm everyone down. He took the communist leader at his word that all would be released after they were questioned, all except Father Muckerman. George told them to stay in the city but to go to another place to sleep till things calmed down. A new delegation was sent to the Bolsheviks, demanding the release of all those detained. Blessed George tried to be a good shepherd to his persecuted flock. And Blessed George wrote a pastoral letter. He wanted to reassure his people while not being accused of being a counter-revolutionary by the Bolsheviks. He was trying to strike a delicate balance. He consulted a number of people regarding the content of the letter. One priest wanted to use the situation as an excuse for a demonstration. He also wanted the church to be reconsecrated to show that it had been desecrated. But George decided not to because no one had been killed in the church. George again had to be like Solomon to decide on the right course of action. Some of his advisors wanted to use him to achieve their own ends. George had uh, was disappointed with the Lithuanian version of the letter. There were many mistakes in it. He was Lithuanian, but he had written it in Polish, and then he translated it, but apparently by the time it was printed, uh, the, the mistakes got in there. Many of the Catholics in the city were Polish. Blessed George had so many things that were beyond his control in trying to be shepherd of his flock. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace 
and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.